Welcome to the Harbor Church Podcast. I'm Chris Sanchez, and I'm joined by Julie Stevens. Hi, Chris. We're continuing our series on the PRISM Conference. In today's episode, we're speaking with Haley Walsh. Haley's so special. She, is. she was She was in on most of the other interviews in the beginning, and you can tell she was so eager to get her story out and to be able to share everything she's bringing to the PRISM Conference. So you can... It was infectious. Yeah, it's contagious. Haley Walsh is contagious in the best possible way. Sport, yeah, yeah, exactly. Disclaimer, in best the best possible, possible way. way. So when you heard her uh, her interview, kind of tell us what you picked up on. Yeah, there were a couple things. I want to start, for those of you who don't know Haley personally, I want to just let you in on like what I believe is the message of Haley's heart. And it's something that she said during the interview, but she said that the only thing you can really root your identity in is God and what he says about you. And that's where her breakout, that's that's where everything that she'll bring to her breakout, is. that's the root of it. Um, she is teaching a class called A Beautiful Focus, and it's going to give women the opportunity to explore what it means to view ourselves through the eyes of God and how to learn to love and embrace what we see. One of the things, Chris, that she said that I loved is she said that God's lens towards us is always going to be clear and in focus. It's always going to frame us in the most flattering way because that's how he sees us, complete in him without any flaw. Yeah, she's powerful. So ladies, if you are going to come, we want to invite you to listen to Haley's interview and to consider choosing a beautiful focus as your breakout during the PRISM conference. What's so funny? I don't know. <laughs> um, Prism Conference coming up. Yes. You have a big role in Prism Conference. Kind of talk about what your role is, first of all. Um. Well, I... My role. Um. I am overseeing... More than one. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple roles. Not as many as some of the other women putting the conference on, but um, I am serving in worship. But um, my biggest role is overseeing the breakout and workshops. So, And what are you doing specifically? Why are you here? So my uh, breakout session is called A Beautiful Focus. Um, it is about... So every workshop um, or breakout has a spiritual component of teaching and then a practical component that's fun and applicable and kind of, you know, for... For the textile learners, you know, get their hands dirty and, and apply what they're learning. So um, mine is the practical side is photography because I'm a photographer. So there's just going to be some fun little activities um, of applying the teaching, which is seeing yourself the way that God does. Are you a textile learner? You have to get your hands um, on it? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> learned a lot about myself this year and i'm not quite sure i know i'm very visual so i guess you know photography photography right use your eyes <laughs> <laughs> so talk a little bit about what people should expect to learn what, what are they going into this breakout for so um i think that it will attract 
it will be for women who are interested in photography and um, just learning a few things there, um, but also for women who maybe struggle with seeing themselves, not just their physical selves, but their identity, like who they are, who God says that they are. Um, anyone who struggles with believing the best of themselves and of their worthiness and their enoughness. I know it's not a word, but <laughs> that they're enough um, for God, for people, for themselves. Um, identity, mostly. What drew you to photography? Because photography is so interesting. I am terrible at selfies. I'm terrible <laughs> at pictures. Whenever someone, a stranger asks me, hey, can you take a picture of us? I always give it to my wife <laughs> because I, it's always blurry. So I'm always interested with people who are drawn to photography. So go into that a little bit. Why is this such a passion for you? Well, first of all, Chris, just put on a wig and come to my workshop. Just kidding. <laughs> Women only. You sorry. Don't know if I won't, but... <laughs> um, so I, I grew up surrounded by the arts. Um, I started playing violin when I was seven, which isn't actually that young. Usually people start a lot younger, but, um, uh, I, Grew up in New York, and the school system up there is very arts-driven, which is just such a blessing. I'm so grateful every day that that's, you know, my upbringing. But um, so I started doing uh, music really young. Um, my aunt and my aunt is an art teacher. My mom's very artistic. So we just always did anything, anything artistic. So I've always had that. And then um, I went to um, an arts high school, actually. Um, and specialized even more in music. And I don't know if it's just my wiring or maybe it was some lies that I was believing, which is something we'll cover in the workshop, believing lies about yourself. Um, but I just didn't let myself go outside of the box of musician. I just thought in my head, I'm a musician. That's what I do. End of story. And I think also being in an environment of excellence, like an art school, there tends to be even an elitism not with everybody, but it's kind of like, oh, I'm a musician and this is what I do and this is what I'm excellent at and I can't try and dabble anywhere else because I won't be excellent in that. You know, it's it's silly, but it's just kind of the culture when you get a bunch of really talented, driven people together. Um, so I didn't even really know I was interested in photography until I got married, actually. And my husband went to the same school as I did, and he went for visual arts. So he's very gifted drawing um, photography. He took a lot of that. Um, so I would just kind of mess around with my little digital camera back in the day when they were like bricks you know right. um I just had a lot of fun taking pictures of my friends I'm like oh you look so pretty there let me take a picture and put it on your MySpace profile <laughs> you know remember those days yeah, yeah, yeah. so before Facebook um so I just had fun with it and my husband was like hey you're actually really good like I got training in this but you're better than me like you should you know so he bought me a camera and I just really fell in love with it. And I was like, wow, I could do this. I could do this like as a career. It would be so fun. So are you giving me a lot? I mean, Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good because let's start off with just the environment you said with excellence. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of pressure in that. There's a yes. lot of pressure in excellence towards someone else. And I feel like I mean, you can talk to it about about it personally. There might be some internal pressure to uh, reach your own standard of excellence. So talk a little bit about that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, 
in line with my breakout session about seeing yourself the way that God does, um, one thing that I, because I've lived through it and, you know, currently every once in a while still struggle with it because, you know, the enemy likes to bring stuff back that you've conquered or it's an, it's an unraveling process of healing and, and learning who you are that kind of never ends. But perfectionism has always been a struggle of mine and condemning myself. So self-condemnation and perfectionism and performance, performing for God, which he doesn't ask of us, you know, performing for uh, the applause of men to make you feel like you're worthy of something um, and performing for God for acceptance, which he already has given you. But so it's been so deeply ingrained in me. And I, I love that I received the rigorous like training in um, classical music because it does instill a lot of important things, discipline and learning to play as a team player and that every part is important and you don't, there's no star of the show. Like I really love that about it. But the perfectionism is rough when you go to a school where it's all about performance. Mm. It's all about being perfect. It's all about working as hard as you possibly can to do it exactly right. And so the expectation from others is there. And then of course on yourself, like I think a lot of women can relate to being your own worst critic, you know, like not being your biggest cheerleader, but picking yourself apart, even if other people don't see. I, I remember having performances um, in high school or college where I, I did do music in college for a little bit, but I would hit a wrong note and it would completely derail me mentally or sometimes even physically. I would start shaking and just lose it all. And it's like nobody would have even noticed. It was just me because I'm like, man, I practiced that 10,000 times and I hit that note perfectly every time and now I'm on stage and I mess it up and oh my gosh, I'm the worst of this. I'm terrible at that. I'm never going to... And it's just like a spiral, you know? And I think that it's really hard to get out of that mindset. Like you unconsciously put all of those things into your relationship with God, consciously or unconsciously. Usually it's unconsciously. And so for a long time when I met him, one of the major things he had to unravel in me is condemnation and performance. Um, I would do it without even realizing I was doing it, trying to please a God who's already pleased with me. So. Well, well take, take us there. Take us to the moment, I guess, of realization hmm. where, you know, sometimes we go through stuff and we don't even know it. Yeah. And then there's a moment kind of like a breakthrough and we look back and say, wow, I've been going through this. So take us to that moment. If you had one mm. where you realize, man, I'm going through all this condemnation. I'm putting it on myself. It's mm. a good question. I don't know if there was necessarily one moment, which as I'm thinking about it kind of makes sense. Just even the way that I met God, there wasn't a, there he is. I'm saved. Like everything in my life has been processed, has been unraveling. Um, but I would say that a big component in me overcoming my perfectionism in at least one area has been playing for the Lord in worship instead of for performance or a degree. Um, because stepping into that place on a worship team, suddenly there's no music in front of me by a famous composer who I better do it as he writ it, wrote, writ it, wrote it, right. <laughs> or I'm like disrespectful or I'm doing it wrong or whatever, um, being given the open freedom is to play for the Lord 
and create a worship environment for people to step into that's not dependent on me playing notes perfectly, but is more dependent on my heart, that really unraveled a lot. I remember like the first time I ever played for worship and all that was in front of me were lyrics with chords, which you don't play chords on violin, but I was like, oh gosh, what do I do? Okay, I'm, I guess that's a D chord, so I'll just play a really long D. And like, I, I wasn't sure what to do, but I started to learn how to step into the freedom, mm-hmm. which I'm super big on freedom. Like, I love the freedom of God. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that quite answers the question, no, it does. but it does. there's more stuff. I mean, going, <laughs> going into uh, photography, because that's what you're going to be leading mm-hmm. in. I mean, you were trained, right? years with music that's something that you're familiar with it's something that you're good at and now you're shifting into photography which is a new field still in the arts but yeah it's something new totally different um talk about that i mean because that takes some boldness yes. to leave <laughs> the safety net of something that you're good at into something that you're being called towards yes oh you hit the nail on the head with that it was terrifying i felt all of the lies from that were so connected to perfectionism reared their head. How dare you even try? How can you call yourself a photographer? You don't know anything about this. You're not trained. Look at that person. They've been training for years and they have a degree and how dare you? Like it was really hard. Just um, even overcoming the fear of man, what are people going to think of me um, that I'm, I'm stepping out and trying something new and quite honestly, I'm not the best, you know, like everybody has to start somewhere. That was really terrifying. Like it sounds so silly, but even the step of making a Facebook business page was like huge to me. I had to really overcome the fear of feeling like a fraud. Like I don't have any training and yet here I am saying that I'm a photographer. And But um, that navigating that, it can still be hard at times, especially because it's a very competitive industry. And there's always going to be somebody better than you in anything you're doing. That's just the way it is. And it's not necessarily a bad thing at all. Um, So, yeah, it was definitely a big risk. And I, well, I don't want to speak this over myself because God sees me as a risk taker. I wanted to say I'm not a risk taker. But my identity in God is that I am bold and I do take risks. But I've had to take steps to believe that and walk into it. Um, My whole life I've been a very safe person I haven't I'm not an adrenaline person I'm not the person who's gonna go skydiving like I don't I'm don't take risks <laughs> you know so yeah. that um that was a very personal risk mm. because putting yourself out there artistically is personal art is always personal doing something you're not you don't have the full confidence of years of training behind is hard opening a business when you're not a business person is hard, all of those things. But I know that that part of being free and who you are and seeing yourself the way God does is taking risks, even when you're not sure you fully believe it. <laughs> go deeper there. Let's let's go deeper there with steps of being bold. Yes. I think that being bold really starts, everything starts with intimacy with God. It has to. If it doesn't flow from there, it's bound to fail. There's something God told me a few months ago, maybe, maybe a year ago. And it's always really stuck with me. He said that I have designed 
everything in the world to fail without relationship with me. So if you try to do anything outside of that, it's going to fall apart. So I think it starts with intimacy with God, getting, hearing his voice. Hear, there's nothing more encouraging and empowering than hearing the voice of God encouraging you. So if you, it starts with hearing God say, this is what I have for you. I love you. I'm with you. I'm behind you. Be bold. Do it. And not just once, but every day hearing that. Getting in the word, you know, asking Holy Spirit to give you a scripture to hold on to, to for dear life when things get scary. He he is our strength. He is our boldness, you know. Um, is this something that you struggled with, confidence? Is it, is that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, one thing I'm very confident in is violin. That's probably the only thing I'm super confident in. Well, no, no. There's a couple other things. but But that's, to me, that's like... It's not a false confidence, I would say, but it's not a confidence rooted in identity. It's rooted in performance, which eventually will fail. I mean, there's been times where I get up there on the platform and I've been playing for a million years, it feels like, and I flub a note. And I'm like, how did I do that? (laughs) You know, I've been playing since I was seven, but it's just the truth of the matter is that the only thing you can really root your identity in is him and what he says about you. Anything else will fail. You know, so well. Let's let's pick up there then, because photography you're literally capturing images. Yes, and it's interesting to see the photography perspective through God's eyes, right? Mm. So it's the way that He sees us. Yes. So talk about because I know it's going to be something that you're going to be doing in your breakout. Talk about the way how photography is kind of like a physical representation of the way that God is trying to capture you so you could see who you are. Yeah. Well, the uh, the basics 101 of photography is it's all about painting with light, which I think is really cool. Um, even prism is all about light and how we reflect different, co- like different aspects of God's light in different ways. So even understanding a camera and how it interacts with light the lenses like different lenses do different things and so if you put a certain lens on you're going to appear a different way in a photograph and it's it's kind of the same way with god like we can choose different lenses to see ourselves with there's certain lenses that will distort someone's face um, if it's too wide and you're not seeing the full real representation of who they are what they actually look like and with god we can choose to put on, you know, his metaphorical lens onto our metaphorical camera. And his lens is always going to be in perfect perspective. It's always going to be in full focus. It's always going to be clear. It's always going to uh, frame us in the most flattering way because that is how he sees us. He sees us, he's completely, he sees us completely flatteringly, (laughs) you know, perfectly beautiful without flaw like that's what the bible says i didn't make that up you can look (laughs) for yourself people listening (laughs) it's it's so funny to hear it you express it so simple and you're like well duh (laughs) you know but how come we don't see it how come how come it's so hard for us to to be able to grasp that just Mm. it's so simple when it's spoken the way you just said it but in order for us to remember it to keep it and to live on that, how come that's a struggle? And you might want to take it to uh, how women struggle with that, especially going into the conference. Yeah, I think the concept of, is simple but not easy. 
Um, everything with God is actually very simple. It's simple enough for a child to understand, but the application is what's not easy. There's so many reasons, so many reasons that, that that's hard to grasp and live out. One of them is just we're in a spiritual battle, you know, and we have an enemy that lies to us every day. From the very moment we were conceived, many of us have had lies spoken over us by our parents. Maybe, you know, I don't even know why I'm saying this. Maybe for somebody listening, maybe you were a surprise and there was things spoken over you, maybe intentionally or accidentally about not being wanted. And believe it or not, we can carry that for the rest of our lives and we have an enemy who is very strategic and knows our weaknesses and knows exactly where to hit us when we're down. So it is a spiritual battle. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that. We get so in our own heads that we can't even have full perspective of what's actually happening. So lies spoken over us by ourselves, by other people, by parents, um, circumstances that have happened that we haven't gone to God for healing yet, maybe parts of our heart that it's just too scary to let them touch traumas. There's so many things that cause us to develop false truths about ourselves and embrace lies. And why it's so hard to see from God's perspective is because it does take work. It takes intentionality. It takes when you hear a lie, pulling out that scripture that contradicts it, even if you really don't believe it and just saying it and just reading it and meditating on it. It takes, you know, turning the TV off when all you want to do is veg out because you had a really hard day or you're experiencing pain, turning off the TV and and going in your prayer corner with God and just letting him encounter you. It takes intentionality, but it's so worth it. It is so worth it just to have the freedom to be able to see you as you truly are. I think some people might even be afraid of that answer of like, well, who am I truly? I've created something that I want to be or I want other people to see me as, but I'm afraid to find out who I truly am. But there's needs to be no fear because God is perfect and he made you, you know? <laughs> we can talk for like an hour. I know, I could too. <laughs> we, can, we can keep going. Yeah. I got one more question sure. and, then, and then we'll wrap up after that. The way what you just said it, the way people want others to see themselves. Yeah. Okay. You have a Facebook. You know, mm -hmm. we all have Instagram. Yeah. We all have pictures that we want to post. You know, what? Where is the struggle there? Where mm. is where is the balance of being true to yourself and wanting to show express who you are, and at the same time, people might take it negatively or they might want to misrepresent what they're going on to protect themselves and and especially in in your field now with photography kind of go into that um with regards to the struggle the struggle between staying genuine and i think everybody just has to make a choice you make it every day whether you're conscious of choosing it or not but the choice is authenticity and vulnerability you know and there is a balance you know don't cast your pearls to swine. Like you don't need to bear your heart and soul and all of its realness and rawness to somebody who's not safe, who will not understand, who will only maybe even be used unconsciously by the enemy to poke at those wounds. You know, if you share with somebody that you struggle with self-image and they're not a safe person, they might say something that jabs at that wound and should have kept your heart closed, you know. But um, that's why it's so important to have 
a community of people in your real life, not just on Facebook, you know, but like, and when I say that we all have community, but I mean, people who you can, you can show up in your pajamas, having not showered for a week and ugly crying (laughs) because you just went through something, you know, like that kind of community and know that you're, you're safe with them. Um, if you have that, then any, anything that you show to the world in the realm of like Facebook and stuff is going to be, you're not going to be so afraid to be your real self because you know, you're already fully accepted and fully loved. I think that's probably the balance maybe just because when you don't have that, it's, it's so easy for this generation that we're in to turn to things like Facebook for validation or Instagram, like, you know, not that there's anything wrong at all. Taking a picture of yourself and be like, I'm feeling myself. I'm going to post that picture and people like it. You're like, yeah, people like me. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But it's when you go to that for your fill to get filled up. I think that's probably where the balance is off. Talk to so. the people then really quick about what they should expect when they go to the workshop. Maybe someone who might not know as much about Mm -hmm. photography or might not uh, be inclined to take pictures talk to them and what are the things that they should uh, look for when they uh, when they go to your um, breakout so um, for my breakout you're going to want to bring if you have a camera you can bring that everybody's got a camera on their smartphone so or you can just bring that if you don't have a fancy camera or whatever and we're going to do some practicals of even like the best lighting to stand in how to angle your face, how to highlight what you love about yourself to bring that out in a picture and also just expect to go deep because I don't I don't play games. <laughs> We're going to get real. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get real, so expect if you're not even uh if you're not going to engage necessarily in sharing personal stuff like to hear personal things from me um and to get real about how to even how to overcome condemnation how to overcome even not liking what you see in a mirror how to overcome not liking the way you portray yourself to the world uh even like I don't know personality wise and then getting truth of what God actually says about you because that's what changes everything prism conference coming up October 11th through the 13th you can register harborchurch.org check out the instagram Prism underscore conf, C-O-N-F. You can sign up to the breakout with Haley. Hi. Haley, thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Everyone uh, who's listening, you should sign up because uh, it's going to be something to learn. So thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you just listened to. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Download our mobile app. You can find it on the Apple Store or on Google Play. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.